Welcome to the Jasmine Star Show. Y'all, prepare your hearts because your girl is coming in hot. I wrote a few notes and I want to have a real conversation around what is stopping people from investing in your offer. I don't care if you have a product-based business, a service-based business. I don't care if you're an affiliate marketer. I don't care if you have been doing this one year or a hundred years. There are people who are saying no. And if the vast majority of people are saying no, or the minority are saying no, that means there's an opportunity to increase those yeses. So as we speak about changing our revenue streams, flow, capability, threshold, and maximizing all of it, I don't want it just to be here on the podcast. Y'all, like, let's go deep. For the first time in years, I am hosting a revenue boot camp. I used to do boot camps like seven, eight years ago. I love them. So what we do is we have a two to three week boot camp where we come together and we say, we're doing live classes. This is us making a commitment. We are going to be changing to get changes. And I am showing up in this private community. So join us. It's free to sign up. Jasminestar.com forward slash revenue boot camp. Let's talk about doubling your revenue, not just this year, but yeah, this quarter. So as we go into this conversation, we're going to be doing it here on the podcast. I'd love to do it more in depth on the inside of the Revenue Bootcamp group. But what I'm going to be focusing on right now as a starting point is, can we create content that removes excuses to buy? So if you and I have a conversation, I can have a one-on-one conversation with you to refute your reasons as to why you won't buy. But when you start doing bigger things in your business, you start realizing that your time is the most valuable thing that you have. So in order to maximize that, you say, what can I create that will get people out of their own way? Now, This just means that we're going to get super practical and figure out exactly what content you need to create, period. Now, as we are creating content that addresses people's reasons why they're not investing in your business, I want you to think about this in two ways. We can and we will create content on the outside that we put out on podcasts, on interviews, on social media. This is content where we largely refute why somebody wouldn't buy. But not everybody on social media was thinking about buying your product or service at that time. But when somebody makes a declaration and says, hey, I want to learn a little bit more about your business, and then they book a call, they have a strategy session, they talk to somebody on your sales team, or they attend a live class, or perhaps they do a boot camp, or maybe they go to a virtual summit. What I'm saying is when somebody expresses interest outside of just social media, it means that they're being primed to buy. When somebody is being primed to buy or considering to buy, then what I like to think of content that refutes a reason not to buy in terms of a bonus, in terms of something they get when they buy that refutes their objection. Now, I first want to have a conversation about objections. Now, if you're watching the video, you're going to see my eyes kind of drift down to my notes. It's going to be totally normal because your time is the most valuable thing that you own. And I'm not going to go on tangents and I'm not going to go on riffs. I'm actually just going to deal you the whole steak. No sides, no amouche bouche, no salad, no bread and butter. This is just the steak. Now, I want us to remember that we're having conversations around bonuses. The best bonuses are not 
here's another reason to buy. The best bonuses are here's another reason to buy that actually refutes your objection. When you say, I don't think I can buy because, and then you as a business owner can offer something on the inside after the transaction has existed to refute that objection, it removes all objections. When you are in a sales period or in a sales phase, your goal is to refute all objections and get somebody to make a decision. Now, as we go through this conversation, write down a few objections that come to mind why somebody wouldn't buy your offer. If you are listening, pause this. If you are watching, put this on hold for a second. Literally take 30 seconds and list why somebody would not invest in your business coaching, why somebody wouldn't hire you as a keynote teacher, why somebody wouldn't buy your book, why somebody wouldn't hire you as a videographer or a photographer or a dentist or a lawyer, why they wouldn't buy your skincare, why they wouldn't go to your restaurant. Literally list the reasons why somebody wouldn't do something. This is the time you pause. Let's go. Okay, welcome back. I want to make sure and give credit to where credit is due. I learned how to create content and how to create bonuses that refute objections from my mentor, James Wedmore. So please know if I say anything smart, it's his. If I say anything terrible and it doesn't make sense, entirely my own. Okay, first and foremost, when I look at objections, I now look at them not as a no to my product or service. There was a time when somebody said no, and I felt like that no said, no, I don't want to invest in that course. No, I do not want to join that boot camp. No, I do not want to buy that PDF. No, I don't want to invest in tutorials. No, I don't want to hire you for consulting. No, I don't want to commission you to come in and teach our branding and marketing team. And it felt like it was objection was not a no. Well, we don't think that's not a no. A no is only a no. Now, an objection is a manifestation of fear, doubt, and uncertainty that your customer or client is facing. When somebody says no, I'm not going to push it. They've said no. But if somebody comes up with, well, it's a, then what I'm immediately prone to hearing is, is this fear? Is this doubt? Or is this uncertainty? And in the back of my mind, I need to have an answer to refute And I can't just say, yeah, but when you're on the inside, no, no, no. What I need to say is if they are in fear, I have something that's going to make you feel confident. If they are doubting, I say, oh, well, here's something that will remove all doubt. If they are uncertain, I first need to identify why they're uncertain and then provide a piece of content that overcomes that uncertainty. So these fears and doubts and uncertainty, that's what's preventing somebody from buying the offer. They didn't say no. They came up with an excuse. I used to hear the excuse and say, they said no, womp, womp, womp. No, no, no. An objection is an objection. Then it's on me to overcome that objection. So let's go through some examples. Let's just say I'm a yoga instructor and I'm writing down my objections and I think that somebody is not going to buy from me because I want to learn yoga, but I'm not flexible. That's an objection. Now, let's say I'm a clothing boutique owner, right? So we're going to go from yoga instructor. Now I'm a boutique owner. And maybe they would say, this dress would be perfect for my brother's wedding, but I just don't have the right body for it. So the objection is, I am not the type of person whose figure would shop in this store. Okay, these are example objections. Now, as business owners, our job is to help our future customers overcome their objections by moving them from fear to possibility, When you are going in the sales process, when you have somebody reach out to you and they're interested in what it is you're doing, they're asking like on a subconscious level, begging and imploring you, please make it easy for me to say yes. 
when we hear that they want to, but they think that they're not great on camera, their body isn't ready for that. They don't have enough time. They don't have enough money. It's not that close. What if they fail? They're not saying no. It is your job to say, this is fear, but what does it look like impossibility? When you sell the possibility by refuting their fear with things that will get them over that, then it becomes a much easier yes. Now, first and foremost, this is not like, oh, devious, let me get into your mind. This is pure empathy. If I'm a boutique owner and there is a shopper who is feeling a certain way about their physique, I'm not like, if I convince her, I make more money. No, this is like, if I convince her, she loves herself from the inside out. If I'm a yoga instructor, I'm like, I believe yoga can change your life. This is not about a credit card. This is like about mind, body awareness and the manifestation of you reaching your health goals. Like empathy goes a long way. And we do this by putting ourselves in their shoes. Oftentimes, oftentimes, generally speaking, business owners create a business off a pressure point that they experienced. And if you experience this pressure point and then you came up with a solution, the person who is most likely to buy from you is a former version of yourself. So just think about who you were when you were not flexible for yoga. Just think about who you were when you walked into a boutique and the clothes didn't fit the way that you wanted. When you are selling a course, go back to your biggest point of struggle and then you want to think about the transformation that occurred so that you're walking through with empathy saying, I understand the fear, the doubt and uncertainty, but hey, I know how to walk you through that because I have been there too. So one thing that in my career, when I was thinking about overcoming objections, I felt almost responsible to change somebody's mind. You are not responsible for changing their mind. You are only responsible to being empathetic and addressing the fear. I do not have the power to change your mind. Only you can change your mind. But it is only my job to be empathetic and to actually outline the path for you to overcome it. Then you change your own mind. Now, we do this when we are moving in empathy, and I know I'm not going to change your mind, so okay, how do you do this? Well, the focus of the selling becomes, well, how do I best serve them? This is not like, so this is the ABCs, always be closing, let's go, like double it. If I'm not doing four times of what I did last Friday, then I'm not doing enough. No, we shift our focus from how do I serve them? Instead of like, how do I get their credit card? How do I serve them? I'm telling you, the more ways that you serve, the more ways you remove fear, doubt, and uncertainty, the faster you're gonna be making your sales. This is gonna be the mechanism of how we do that. So when I first joined my mastermind, it was hosted by a gentleman by the name of James Wedmore, who still to this day is a very big mentor. Now, when he made an offer, I was watching an online class, a webinar, and he made an offer to join his mastermind. Now, I didn't know James. I didn't even know what the word mastermind was. And so when he gets to the point to where he's going to say, I'm selling something to you, my husband and I were watching his class and my husband turns to me and he's just like, wow, this guy's really good. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I think what he's going to sell me is going to be really expensive. I'm like, I think it's going to be like $5,000. My husband's like, no, it's going to be really expensive. He's like, I think it's $10,000. So that when James says, you can join my mastermind by the end of the week for $25,000, I was like, Bloop. I closed my computer. I was like, get behind me saying, heck no, I'm not going to pay this stranger on the internet who I have never spoken to and I know Jack Squad about $25,000. But was it a no? Was me literally snapping my computer shut? Was that a no? Or was it fear? Was it uncertainty? Was it doubt? When I look back to that version of myself, the fear, doubt, and uncertainty was basically, what if I don't get my money back? 
Like not in terms of I want a refund, but if I spend $25,000, I better be able to make $25,001. Like how am I going to do that? What if I don't do that? And so the same thing happened to me again years later. And I joined my very first mastermind in 2015, 2016. And then in 2018, 2018, 2019, I saw an offer. It was very random, pretty low key. Gary Vaynerchuk owns and runs VaynerMedia. And at the time he started a new program called 4Ds. This was where you would spend one day in New York City with the VaynerMedia team. And then for one hour, Gary Vaynerchuk would come in and do a live Q&A and he would answer one question from each person in the room. I think there was about like 10 or 12 people. And the cost of that day was $10,000. I saw the price tag and I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to spend $10,000 on one day. But was that a no? It was fear, doubt, and uncertainty. Could I really learn something in one day that was going to help me make $10,001 back? What was the ROI? What was my return on investment? Now, in both of those situations, I actually never said no. I had to find ways to overcome my fear, doubt, and uncertainty. And when I thought to myself, if I invest $25,000 for a year of doing business advice, consulting and accountability with a crew and I found, I'm like, yeah, I think I could probably find or learn one thing that would help me make $25,000 more in my business. And I didn't make just $25,000 more in my business. In the 12 months of that mastermind, I made a million dollars more based on what I learned in The 4Ds event that I spent $10,000 to attend, I didn't get $10,000 back. I probably got closer to 40 or 50. I didn't say no. I simply had to find a way to refute my fear, doubt, and uncertainty. And those gentlemen put together an offer and refuted my fear, doubt, and uncertainty with resources, accountability, calls, anything that I would need to actually close the transaction. So in order to address the fears, we have to know what those fears are. And a lot of times we put together an offer, we're like, of course people are going to get it. Like, obviously, obviously you need photos. Obviously you need a lawyer. Obviously you need a videographer. But what we don't add to the obviously is that people have options. And how are they going to choose you? When people are working with making a decision and we know that fear comes up in making that decision, there are two types of fears. Number one is universal fear. And number two are business specific fears. Now, universal fears, this applies to any business around the world. People will have fear for any business and it usually comes up with like, oh, I don't think I have enough money. I don't think I have enough time. I don't think that I know enough. These are universal fears that when people come to making an investment in your legal services, in your photography, in your videography, and coming to your boutique, time and money. That's a universal that applies to 99.9% of businesses. And then there are business specific fears and that's gonna be more specific to your offer. Now, this is where I really want to start drilling down. This goes back to our yoga instructor. Like one of my specific business fears is that people don't want to do yoga because they're not flexible and they don't want to be that person in the class. Maybe I'm putting together a course on dog training and maybe people think, well, you know what? My dog is old and I can't teach my old dog new tricks. Maybe those are fears. Great. We have to first know what the fears are. So you have to identify the fear and then find ways to overcome them. Now, in a moment, we're going to pause and we're going to kind of brainstorm those fears of your ideal client, fears, doubts, uncertainties, and then... You're going to talk about how they overcome those fears, get what they want as a clean and easy way to invest in the thing that you're offering. So 
if you're stuck and you're like, Jasmine, I genuinely don't know the fears that people have outside of the universal fears. I am telling you, it doesn't matter if you're selling something for $10, $10,000 or $10 million. People will always say, I don't have enough money. That's never the issue. It's never, I don't have enough time. What it really is, is people wonder, can I make it a priority? Okay, so knowing that those are universal and those are something that we're all gonna have to like figure out, we can discuss those inside of our private group for the revenue generating bootcamp on how we refute those. But let's drill down into business specific fears. Now, when you're thinking about what are they afraid of, think about the questions you're most often asked in your business. Now, if you're saying, Jasmine, I'm new and nobody's really asking me questions, great. Go and look at content on social media, newsletters, private groups, anything like that from somebody who you admire who's further along in their career than you. So let's say that you want to create a membership or maybe you have one and it's just really not getting you the results that you want. You're like, nobody's asking me questions. Look at somebody else appear in your industry who's having a membership that you really admire and then go to their social media feeds and then see what kind of questions those people are asking. Go to their YouTube channel, watch the videos that they're making because oftentimes strong content creators are making videos on their most commonly asked questions. Listen, success leaves clues. The harder you look at the clues that people are asking, the more you're going to find ways to refute their fears. So these questions that you receive or that you see other people in your industry ahead of you getting, that's going to be a clue around fears and the bonuses and content you should be creating. Now, the question that I had for James When I had an opportunity to meet with his sales team, when I was like, yes, I decided to apply to this, that's bad trash crazy, $25,000 mastermind. I decided to apply. And then I got on a sales call and the person I was speaking to said, I'd love for you to talk to James. And my question to James is, okay, if I invest $25,000 in this mastermind, how much access do I have to you? And he asked the best question. He said, do you assume that I'm going to be the only person in the room who could give you advice? Dang! He refuted my fear with a question. It was so good, I all of a sudden felt, huh, Yeah, I actually, when I invested $25,000 in a mastermind, I wanted you to be able to answer every single one of my questions. And then he responded, what if you were to trust me that in this room that I would put together a group of people who would all have the most epic advice that would be better than just my own? I me less call, brother. Right then and there, I'm already learning. Okay, so... Oftentimes, um, that some of the things that I think about when I create a course, I think like, what are all the reasons that people wouldn't buy? What are their biggest fears? What would be stopping them? And then I ask myself, what are they feeling? What are they struggling with? What are they overwhelmed? I literally paint a picture of this person in my mind so that I'm not just being like, I don't have money. I am not there yet. Like, no, I got to get rich. I got to get rich with these. And so one of the questions that I think my dream customer, I am preparing to create a new course that I'm going to be teaching live. It's a live course experience. I think that the nature of courses are changing. I still think that recorded courses are freaking awesome and amazing, but I do think that there's a lack of community component that we're going to be like really drilling down on. So we're going to be working eight weeks together. It's actually a total of 10 weeks, but surprise, surprise, that's going to be coming out later because we're going to having accountability pods and Q&A sessions. So a lot of good stuff in store. So I started putting myself in the shoes empathetically of the person who would say, wow, how long is your course? Ah, The question is, how long is the course? So what I could do is I could be like, this course is eight weeks with two catch-up weeks in the middle for ongoing support and accountability. 
But by doing that, I assume that there is a quote unquote right amount of time for there to be a course. There was a time when I was creating courses and I would be like, oh, it's a four week course. And then some people would say, oh, but is four weeks long enough for me to get the results that I want? <laughs> and then the same group of people, were, I, I mean, the same question would be have a different response from a different group of people like, oh, four weeks feels a little long to get a result. <laughs> so if you don't know the exact fear, why not frame it in a way to say, okay, question, how long is your course? What is the underlying fear? Will I have enough time to get a result? Too much time, not enough time. But I have to go to the will I, will I? And the way that I would refute this fear is how long is your course? And I'd be like, it's not a matter of how long the course is. It's how much time you could dedicate to doing it on the inside of the community where you get the biggest results. You could do it faster. You can do it slower. Second question. So this is me. I'm literally just sharing my process so that I'm empathetically showing up so that you can empathetically show up for your future customers. So question, if somebody says, so I'm going to pretend like I'm a florist and somebody's like, oh, but what is the price of that bouquet? What is the underlying fear of what is the price? I'm not sure I could afford it. We might think that, but I am telling you as like a person who spent over 16 years in the luxury professional wedding space, people don't ask what is the price of your bouquet because they don't think they can afford it. They ask, some people ask the price of the bouquet because they want to make sure that very few people can afford it. So understanding who we're selling to helps us speak exactly to that fear. Sometimes when I put together an offer, if it's like a series of PDFs or a series of tutorials or an ebook or a video series or a course or a membership or a subscription, I have done all of those things. I even sold a physical product, a magazine. Every single time people will ask, like, but what's in it? What's the technical components of it? Like how, uh, ooh, and if I am, and so people are coming up and using the past, like, oh, it took me three hours to set up my iPhone. I don't know if I can do this. Like, their underlying fear is, I don't know if I can get the most out of this because I'm not techy enough. So these are commonly asked questions that I am putting myself in the shoes of. So I'm gonna use a real life example. As part of this live course experience that I'm teaching, I realized that there was a technical component that I couldn't cut it any other way. It's technical. And some people are not that technical, myself included. Like it would take me hours and hours and hours to set up email automation funnels based on actions that somebody took. Like, so if somebody signed up for a live course, if somebody signed up for a boot camp, if somebody signed up for a challenge, I had a heck of a time trying to figure out like, are they opening the emails? If they open the email, which way do they go? And it took me hours, weeks, months to figure this out. And so I knew that if this is a big pressure point and somebody's fear is I'm not technical and I'm going to waste money buying something that I can't use, I started pulling myself back and I say, how do I overcome this fear? And so what I decided to do is I reached out to a partner and they are called ConvertKit. And I said, okay, this is my dream. My dream is that we would be able to create email automation templates that people are already set up. They follow my exact structure that if people are opening or not opening, they come to the live class, they don't come to the live class. Do they sign up for this? Do they not sign up for this? And all of a sudden these templates are done. So now when somebody says, I'm not technical, I was like, great, no problem. We've done the work for you. What am I doing as a business owner? I'm finding ways to overcome fears by empathetically putting myself in their shoes and saying, no more excuses. Are you in or are you out? Here's the crazy thing. When I was creating memberships and I was launching memberships, people would ask me, well, how many people are in the membership? And in my mind, the first thing I thought was, oh, they think that there's not enough people in the membership, so they don't want to join. And then 
I started getting questions from people saying like, yeah, but if there's too many people in the membership, I'm not going to get the attention that I want. So it's either there's not enough people or there's too many people. So you have to actually get to the underlying fear. Like, I don't want to be just another person or I don't know if I'm actually going to get what I want. Again, if I don't know who I'm selling that membership to. So for instance, when I had launched a mastermind, I charged $25,000 for my mastermind in 2023 and people had to apply. We had interviews, two sets of interviews. And then in one of the final interviews, I had the opportunity to speak to a woman and she says, listen, I want to make sure that this investment is for me. I don't want to join a mastermind that's accountability group. Like if it's less than 10 people, that's more of an accountability group. And my question to her then became, well, there's never going to be the right alchemy of numbers. If you have a mastermind of 55 people and only 10% of the people engage, or you have a mastermind group of 15 people and 80% engage, what's going to be the most effective for you? It is not the number of people in the room. It's how active and how many hurdles did these people have to go through to get in there that ensures you're all of the same quality and caliber. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Now, as you're creating like your list of fears, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to even be comprehensive. These things are going to start coming to you like over a series of days. Like, huh, I forgot before. Let me add that to my list. Keep it on a notes app on your phone. Sometimes I open up my Slack and I just write a message to myself on Slack. And that becomes like a thing that I'm able to set a reminder to. Now, just write down the fears. Now, I want you here again. We've already taken the time to pause the video and talk about the fears. If you haven't done it before, you got to do it right now. So let's pause the audio. Let's pause the video and we'll kind of come back to it. Okay, so the fears you wrote down, we're going to call them objections. We're not calling them fears. We're not calling them doubts. We're not calling them uncertainties. We're calling them objections from now on. We've changed the word. Now, the more that you're aware of the objections, the easier over time you're going to start thinking of content that's going to overcome them. Here is an example that I am creating as part of the revenue generating bootcamp. I believe that a commonly held objection is once I'm there, then I'll do that. Once I know enough, learn enough, book enough. So it's the enough syndrome that I have to tell you, I've been in business long enough that it will never be enough. You will never learn enough. You will never book enough. You will never get enough. Every time you get the metric that you want, you move the goalpost. Why? Because you will bomb entrepreneur. You out here killing the game. Enough is never enough. So I can simply say, how many times do you look back in your career and say, if I get there then, and then you got there and you didn't, how many times are we gonna wait for that? I don't need to refute. I don't need to sell. I simply need to say there are facts. Where do you follow up on those facts? Now, what I want to do is what I just did there was an example of a reframe of an objection. We want to move our client from objection into possibility. So to do this, we're going to go back to the two types of fears. You have your universal and then you have your business specific. Okay, cool. So a universal objection is an objection that relates to any and all business owners, no matter the price, the market, the niche, or the audience. Now, universal objections fall into two categories. External, a universal. This is something every business faces. External, something tangible outside of a person that prevents them from buying. Like, this is the time, the money. I don't have time, I don't have money. That's external. And then the universal objection that fits into the second category is internal. Something that is related to a person's belief about themselves. I doubt that I can do that. I have fear I won't follow through. I worry I'm going to be the dumbest person in the group. External time, money, internal. I am not enough. I won't get with the things that I want. Now, the most universal objections can be reframed 
in sales conversations. Now, sales conversations, they happen, obviously, if you have a one-on-one sales call. But what I'm talking about is at scale, where I can't possibly have a sales conversation with every single person. So how then can I have these conversations? Emails, direct messages, and in comments. Every time somebody leaves a comment and I am in a promotional period, I am looking at this as saying, what is the objection that I need to overcome? How do I reframe it? And so then all of a sudden, these are all conversations that I'm having during my launch period to say, I don't need to convince you. I actually just need you to look at the same situation from a slightly different perspective. Now, specific objections are very specific to what it is you're offering. Are you selling a product? Dry shampoo? Are you selling a course, a membership, a PDF, a book series, an ebook, a physical book? Okay. Now, as an example, a business-specific objection for that yoga instructor, it could be, I'm just not flexible enough for yoga. Now, what I want us to try here is the original solution framework. This is from James. I want you to use the original solution framework to overcome business-specific objections. So, This means that I'm going to be creating bonuses to overcome why somebody wouldn't buy. So I'm going to review a few examples. When I launched a course called SOS, SOS Selling on Social, we listed the business-specific fears. Remember, these are objections. We listed the objections that we believed our ideal client would have when it came to investing in the course. I have a course, SOS, and on the sales page, I'm not running away from it. I'm actually saying, you probably think this, you probably think this, and you probably think this. And if they didn't get to the sales page, I was following up in emails. In fact, I was using it on social media copy. And when somebody was DMing me with a question, I would say, you're probably thinking this. I'm being frontward facing. Fear number one, the course will require too much additional work. And what people are saying beneath that is, I don't have time. Like, my God, are you going to really make me like search hashtags? So the course was called Selling on Social. We were talking about the mechanisms that we use to sell on social media. And people are like, you're going to make me do more work. I'm going to have to do searching. How much time am I going to have to waste? Fear number two that they had towards the course that we had on the sales page. Well, it's just not going to work fast enough. If I go through this course, is it really going to help me get sales fast? Like, I need money and I need money like yesterday. Fear number three is this just like a beginner level? Like I need help with advanced strategies. Like I need help with like raising my prices and showing it on social media. That was a fear. It's too remedial, which please don't get me started because I can go on a whole tangent around what is remedial and what is advanced when people aren't taking action consistently. Ooh, different podcast, different time. Fear number four, maybe I see my follower number increase, but I don't know how to make them into customers. These were the four biggest fears that after a lot of work and conversations around selling that particular course, we came up to last, finally, fifth number. Listen, this course is called Selling on Social. I hate selling. It makes me feel queasy. Like, it's just not going to work for me. I'm just not a salesperson. So for each objection, we use the original framework to create a bonus that specifically addressed that concern. So fear number one, oh, it's just going to require too much additional work. Like, I can't, I don't want to search for hashtags. Don't make me do anything. So the bonus we created, the best sales hashtags for your business. Fear number two, the course, it's just not going to make me make money fast enough. Like I need something really fast. Bonus, your 30-day sales accelerator to plan. So it was a 30-day action PDF to help you make a sale as quickly as humanly possible. And we had testimonials and examples. Fear number three, is this just like a beginning level course? Okay. Well, if you want the next level, we'll put it out there. How to increase your prices without losing customers. This was like a two-hour video training on the framework we use to increase prices without alienating our current customer base. You want strategies? Well, come with you, baby. 
So fear number four, I'll see my followers increase, but I don't know how to turn them to customers. The bonus we created, your social media toolkit, every resource you need to turn your followers into customers. We are literally using their language and pressure points to say, listen, every objection that you can possibly come up with to put in your way as friction will give you something. So what is it? I'm never going to change your mind. But if what is getting in the way of you making a decision needs to be removed, I could do that. But you're going to have to be the person to change your own mind. Lastly, that fifth fear was, I don't like selling. I feel queasy. I can't do it. Okay. The bonus we created, how to turn objections into sales, a blueprint, removing all excuses to buy. Friends, I'm literally telling you what I did in the past. And I want you to see me doing this in real time. The beauty about what I am doing is, <laughs> what is this? I eat my own dog food. I'm showing you what I'm doing in real time. And then we'll offer you frameworks to go deeper, to get the templates, to do all of this. I am literally showing everything that I want to teach people. Hot dang. I'm just living life on the outside. I don't have to like smoke and mirrors and be like, oh, and then there's a tripwire in it up. So I'm going to sneak you. No, no, no. I'm just going to say, look at what it is we do. Do it for your dang business. Okay. As we're moving into these things and doing the launch on the outside, I want to make sure that we're just walking in complete like integrity and then almost like me being able to share what I'm doing. It makes me feel fearless. It's almost like when a magician reveals his or her tricks and you're like, whoa, that was silly. It was so much easier than I thought if I just knew what I was looking for. Exactly. That's what we want this whole thing to do and be. It's not a trick. It's simply knowing what to look for, doing the work, putting it out again, again, and again. That is what happens when you have a strategy on how to show up and increase your revenue. Because we started off this conversation by saying, if you aren't booking, if your conversions aren't where you want them to be, or perhaps you're like, oh, I have like a 98% close. Great. Let's get you that extra 2%. And let's do that by removing all objections by way of empathy, crossing those bridges, and then removing all excuses to buy. You're not selling. You're putting together an offer that becomes irresistible by simply saying, you're now empowered to make the decision. Now, before I close, I want to make sure sometimes when I teach about this stuff, people are like, yeah, but what is a bonus? Like, does it have to look a certain way? No, not at all. We have created bonuses that are PDF, like a checklist, a checklist. People love checklists. Nobody wants a bonus that is like, it's all of this extra information just for extra information. No, no, no. Give the bonus that gets the result, not give a bonus and make sure it's 37 pages long. It could be a checklist. It could be a guide. You can create a short video. A bonus could be if somebody's like, yeah, but I don't know if I can do this alone. And you offer a bonus as like small group accountability pods or even small group coaching. Or maybe one of the bonuses to remove all fear is like, oh, you book now and you get two one-on-one sessions. It could be a challenge. Like you could actually say if you're having problems to buy and consistency is your hard point where we're going to do a 30-day challenge with 100 people doing it at the same time. It could be a collaboration between you and another business owner. So as we're getting ready, like in our revenue boot camp, and we're talking about like, what are these excuses? And I'm like, listen, I don't know everything there is to know about running like meta ads. And so what did I do? I collaborate with a friend. I was like, hey, let's make a bonus together because people are like, I don't know how to do ads and I really need to scale. And I was like, I, I'm not the person, but guess what? I created a bonus with a friend to do that collaboration. And so it was a win for him because he got exposure and new clients and then I'm getting a piece of resource. So what I want you to do is once you have your fears and objections, then can you find ways to answer them? Like literally, can you answer your biggest fears? If you cannot answer 
or remove those objections, I'm telling you, you're leaving so much money on the table. Remove the objection, list the objection, find ways to remove the objection and then uh, write down, is this going to be a video that I record? Is it going to be a PDF? Like literally get to taking action. If you would like to do this with us in real time with thousands of other entrepreneurs who are hell bent on getting some revenue, jasminestar.com forward slash bootcamp. Y'all let's do this. Let's find a way to uh, very much like the magician, just know what we're looking for. Reveal, show, deploy, be consistent, and let's make 2024 a year we will never, ever forget.